Hello and welcome to another edition of the Catholic Spectrum. I'm your host Jason Thayer. Each week we talk about topics related to Catholicism, autism, and pop culture. And this week, well folks, I had to wait a couple weeks because the Chosen decided to um, release episodes 7 and 8 to the theaters. I just watched episode 7. Now that they finally put it back, we put it on the app. So I'm giving my thoughts on episode 7 of season 3, Years to Hear. First of all, I want to apologize for not having an episode for you last week. I know I promised to do an episode about about the uh, Statue of the Infant of Prague, but that one will have to wait a bit because of things that have been going on. Uh, last week, we had a very hectic week. Um, the day that I normally record, I was, I mean, I was way too busy for me to record. And I wanted to put it on Wednesday, and then that day got too busy, so I decided, okay, we'll just move that episode ahead a few weeks. And then I found out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has its inductions, has its nominees up. Don't worry, we're not going to talk about that this week. I'm not going to do a double topic for this. So I so I was going to watch it this week, I mean, do the episode this on the Infant of Prague this week, but I decided, you know what? The Chosen came back. I might as well talk about it. So that's what we're doing instead. And um, this episode is called Ears to Hear. We are one episode away from the finale, and the finale, both this episode and the finale, were released theatrically. In fact, the finale episode is going to be on the app tomorrow. But I have decided that I will not be talking about both episodes today. I mean, I did not want to wait for both episodes. I will go ahead and do them both individually, even though they were released at the same time on the, in the theater. So, and I just rewatched the cho- this episode for the purpose of this episode. Because my mind kind of wandered for a bit while I watched it the first time around. I don't know why that happens, and I really... And if you're like me, you can't really control when your mind wanders. It will happen even when you don't want it to happen. 
So this is another episode where Jesus does not show up until the very end. Um, just a little heads up there. Anyway, we start off with Philip and Simon, Simon Peter, not Simon the Zealot. Um, Simon the Zealot isn't in this episode, by the way. Um, on their way back from the Decapolis, and they've caused some trouble there. From This is from the previous episode. And uh, Philip is not walking very well. In fact, he takes a stumble and he actually starts bleeding. And um, Paul and Peter tell I mean Peter reminds him that they were that what they're doing does cause trouble and and that he should be used to it. After all, he was with John the Baptist and John the Baptist is in jail now. He still has he's they haven't done the execution yet, but I'm sure they're still going to do it. Um, and and Philip says yes, but that was with the Jews, with their own people. This is different because their own people can't throw them in jail or worse. So he's worried about what the what the script calls a multinational crisis. I kind of take issue with that line. I mean, yes, I know that they knew about other countries, but I just don't think multinational was a word in the that I mean, was a thing. I mean, was a word that existed in the language back then, or if it was, they didn't really. I mean, just just the way this show uses the English language is always kind of cringe. I mean, it's kind of cringy sometimes. Um, we actually started out with a. Um, with a retelling of the story of Esther from the Bible because they decided to do the Jewish celebration of Purim, which um, I believe that is what the um, what the holiday commemorates is the story of Esther. Um, I don't know what the significance was, why they brought that up, but I think that was... Kind of interesting that they chose to start off that way before the uh, credits rolled for the opening. We also got some more um, development with the situation involving Gaius. And I really like how they're I mean, how they're setting him up. Um, what happened this time around was one of the guards decided to make some trouble with Jesus. I mean, with, sorry, not with Jesus, with Simon. Peter, and um, Gaius had to act as if he was arresting him and took him to the only private place he could, as he put it, which would which just so happened to be his own house, and that is when Simon meets the family, and this cinches what I've been um, suspecting ever since this season started, that we would be seeing... Gaius be that centurion that um, has his servant healed. Because why else would they spend so much time on this particular centurion? And also, as I've pointed out, he's the only centurion whose 
civil around the apostles. Um, Quintus thinks they're just a rabble and is just waiting for for an excuse to throw him in jail. Atticus, we don't really know what he thinks about him, but what we can assume just from the information that he is in agreement with Quintus. And we've also met Pilate, and Pilate, we don't really know at this point what he thinks of Jesus because he hasn't heard about him yet. But we know that Pontius Pilate was not exactly a big fan of the Jews either, just from reading the Bible. And as I said about Pontius Pilate last time, I think it was interesting that they had him so young. He kind of reminded me of Joffrey from Game of Thrones vibes I got from him. I don't know why that was the case, but that's that's how that's what he reminded me of with his youth. Yes, I watched Game of Thrones. Don't give me any lip about that. I read the books too, okay? Yeah, I know all you pious types out there. I don't watch Game of Thrones because I don't want to see all that sex. In- well, you read the Bible and you got a lot of sex in there too. So, a little hypocritical of you folks there. So, we meet, meet so that's, and that's when we find out that Gaius is having regrets about having a son that wasn't his wife's. That was actually a servant's son. And that's when we meet his, his other son who asks Peter about Jesus. He calls him the Jewish doctor, but we all know who he's really talking about here. And this episode really does a good job of setting up that plot point. And it was a really, and it was, and I'm really starting to enjoy the way they're setting us up. I mean, one of my favorite moments in the Gospels is when Jesus heals the centurion's servant. Because of the fact that in the story, this is the only miracle that Jesus doesn't even have to see the person that he's healing, that he can just that the Gaius trusts him, that if this is, I mean, that the centurion trusts him enough to where he doesn't even have to have him come into his house. And we also, and that's as a result, we have the centurion's prayer as part of the um, communion process every Sunday. We all say, my God, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word and I shall be healed. Which we've changed into receive you under my roof. So that it's more in keeping with what was actually said by the centurion. We also want, we also um, do a flashback in this episode to when... I mean, we also have a scene where Matthew and Mary... Magdalene, not Mother Mary, are talking, and I like what um, about um, 
how they both came into meeting Jesus. And I like how Mary, I like what Mary says here that sometimes God sends you a dove. And that is how she met Jesus way back in season one. She followed a dove and was about to fall off, was about to throw herself off a cliff because of all the demons that she had been possessed by. And that, um, and that was what changed her whole life. And that's what she is telling Matthew. Matthew is going through um, the entire genealogy of Jesus, and, and that's how he reminds the Jews that I mean the apostles that they will have to um, talk to the Gentiles because there were so many Gentiles that were in Jesus's own lineage. And I like this because if you look at Matthew's gospel, that's how he starts it off, by naming off every single person in Jesus's, in Jesus's lineage. And um, so, to me, that's part of, I mean, to me, I think that might be what inspired Dallas to make Matthew autistic. Because of all that detail on Jesus' lineage that made him think that it was necessary to do it. Now, I'm not saying that I believe that Matthew was autistic either. I don't know if any of the apostles were autistic for that matter. But I still think that it was a good idea for him to do it, even though I have my misgivings about the whole thing. And this episode doesn't run quite as long as uh, the previous episode, but it still runs over an hour. Not that much over an hour. So I think part of the running time was from... I mean, includes, I mean, the, of course, includes the opening and closing. So this is more in keeping with the normal length of the episodes, even if it is a little longer than... Normal. It still runs a, close to an hour once you take those out of the equation. So the episode in I mean, so we run to a flashback where Matthew meets an old shepherd who is trying to get himself thrown in jail because he thinks that he's gonna because he thinks he deserves it because of all the debt and we see that and Gaius is in this flashback too and we see that even back in those times Gaius was still nice to the Jews and I also and I thought that was kind of interesting and then we go back to the present. And one thing I really like about this scene is that it's another example about this episode here is that we get another example of um, Gaius trying to learn more about the Jewish customs. When Peter says to him, Shalom, twice, he asks why it's said twice. And Peter says it's because... Um, 
Shalom by itself means peace, and if you say it twice, it means perfect peace. And Gaius isn't quite sure if he buys into that. I kind of like how practical Gaius is about Jesus. Um, he does. I mean, he is desperate enough to come to him, even though he does not believe in Jesus. But he's also a practical person. He wants to, he knows what Jesus is capable of, and that's why he's going this far to seek him. And um, Peter also brings up that he trusted that that he thought that nothing bad would happen to Eden, and yet Eden had a miscarriage. So, that's one of the things that we have to tell us, that we have to remember when we decide to take up our cross and follow Jesus, that we are not going to be exempt from problems but that Jesus will be there with whatever problems that we face. And we need to realize that because a lot of times we think that once we follow once we decide to start following Jesus everything is going to be hunky dory for us, but that's not always going to be the case. Jesus did not say that we would be free from trouble. In fact, that's we do we do have that closing song every episode to remind me, every season to remind us that we're going to be that trouble is still going to find us. Hold on a minute. Yeah, good. Phew. For a moment, I thought my Kindle was going to do something I didn't want it to do there. Anyway, so I like this episode a little bit. Like I said, my mind wandered a bit, but I'm not holding that against um, what happened here because that's more a me thing than the show thing. So we're going to go ahead and stop here. I'm going to go ahead and play the themes, the closing theme one more time. And then I'm going to tell you what to, what you're going to expect um, next week. So let's go ahead and do that.
So that was my review of season three, episode seven, Ears to Hear. We have so next week, we have one more episode to go, and I do not have. And even though episode set episode eight has been released to the theaters, they don't tell you what the episode title for episode eight is on the uh, app. Hold on a minute, maybe they do. No, in fact, it's a super long, ep- it's a double-length episode, too. It's 100 minutes. Oh, boy, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be the longest episode of the show so far. I just found out. This is, the f- this is actually a first for the app. They usually do not tell you the episode lengths until the episode is there, but I guess they're doing that because of the fact that these episodes were already in the theaters. Anyway... So that's what's going to happen next week. We're going to be doing the episode, the season, the series finale review. I mean, the season finale, excuse me, not series finale of The Chosen season three. So now let me give you the legal inf- the information for contact and then this will that'll be it for the show. So this has been the Catholic Spectrum. If you want to follow me on, if you want to follow past episodes, you can find them on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can follow me on Facebook. I'm known as Jason Thayer. You can contact me by email. My my email address is radicaledward.com. JWT at gmail.com. My Discord handle is also Radical Edward, hashtag 7592. That is Radical with a capital R and then a space and then Edward with a capital E and then the hashtag 7592. You can find me on Amino. I am known as Rock Lobster. And remember, everyone, normal is just a setting on the washing machine. We don't get to be normal. See you around.